Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Networth Podcast, where we t- talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and unfortunately not joining me this week is Spread Astaire, who's busy doing something else, so I just have my Canadian friend all the way up north enjoying the Rogers Cup, which is, um, what city do they play the Rogers Cup in, the, the women this year, Jorge? Tr- Toronto, baby. Toronto. Apparently there are no T's in the word Toronto. There you so go. So for those of you wondering how to pronounce it, now we know. Um, we just finished watching what was a pretty good match, if I go back and think about it. There wasn't the highest level of tennis played, but it was a lot of fun. Sophia Kennan, uh, the sort of American, playing Bianca Andreescu, the pride of, of, of Mother Canada. What do you think, Jorge? Is she the, uh, is she the Queen of Canada at this point? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm super impressed. Like I had goosebumps watching that uh, that crowd today. Was you know, like I've always said, Montreal probably has like the bigger tennis fans. It's probably the only thing they do better than uh, our city. Because yeah, maybe nightlife, I guess. But um, you know, the crowd might have been a little too much today, like cheering double faults. But man, they were pumped for Bianca, and it was really cool. What do you think? Can she play hockey? I don't know. Probably. Everyone just assumes we all play hockey. I, mean, I do not I, play I hockey. Figure that. I mean, that's. I was trying to think of the only way she could be more popular in Canada. Yeah. It seems like playing hockey is just the last thing left to do. Probably. Maybe some uh, sort of maple leaf tattoo on the other shoulder across from the heart. Who knows? But what do we think? We'll get us some skates on her. Um, looking <laughs> at the rest of the event, we did have a Serena Williams-Naomi Osaka match, which I'm all for as many of those as we can get. How much mm-hmm. of Serena Williams did you get to watch this week? What did you think of her? Uh, I actually watched her whole match against Alexandrova and I tweeted a few times um, from my, my normal account that I just I, I'm not that impressed and she hasn't dropped a set yet and she's played Mertens and Osaka and you know a hard-hitting Alexandrova so I, I maybe I'm missing something but it seems to me like the results aren't telling the story and I'd really like to see how she looks um, when when opponents move her around a bit because her movement just it does not seem like it's up there it seems like age is catching up um and she has talked about being able to get more time in the gym so that that probably will improve um as the season wears on or into 2020 for sure with the off season uh workouts but i'm just i'm not all that impressed with her i don't know why so I'm feeling a little the other way. I'm not super impressed with her play, but I get the feeling that she's picking her spots more than she's out of shape at this point. She does look like she's cut down and thinned out a little bit since her last tournament. Um, you know, Not to body shame anybody, but she still looks a little big, um, especially for a tennis player, and her movement isn't great, but she seems to be picking her spots. She's not trying to you know, win a lot of these matches, 6-1, 6-2. She seems to be kind of getting her break and then just being content Cruising. to hold serve. And I wonder if that's, you know, her finally being more, a little bit aware of her body. The Alexandrova match was really interesting. What was Alexandrova? She was up 4 nothing or 3 nothing to start in the first? 3-0 but a double break. It was 3-0 right. and a double break. 3 yeah. nothing and a double break. And, you know, Serena seemed, you know, almost flip a switch in a way. And I know that that's kind of a weird well, the, concept. but I, I think the wind died down a little bit, too, and that helped her. I think she was struggling at first with the wind uh, that night. For sure. She looks really rough at the beginning of a lot of these matches. If you get a chance live to bet against her in the first couple games, it seems to be a good move. She really struggles early. But when she finds her footing, I think that she more picks her spots. And I think the Osaka match, and I need to go back and watch it. I got to watch maybe about half of it. She was really focused and kind of locked in. Again, not moving really great. I don't think Osaka played her best tennis, 
but Williams definitely dictated and took control of that match. And, you know, frankly, with the serve that she has in the WTA, she gets a chance to do that. Um, do you think she, you know, gets a chance to win the title? She's got Buzkova. Um, that's going to happen in probably about an hour or so at this point. And then Andreescu in the final. You know, do you see anybody being able to give her any trouble? Uh, if if Bianca was healthy, um, I think she could just because she has the ability to slice and drop shot and she doesn't just have the ability, she does it and she enjoys it, she said. So uh, I think that could have really troubled Serena because she can hit with her too. But I just don't know how much she has left in the tank. It's her first turn it back. She's played a ton of three setters. Um, and I just don't know if she'll be able to to push Serena enough to win two sets against her. But you can see the, uh, you know, the, the the matchup would be phenomenal. I think everyone's rooting for it as much as, and, and as impressive as Busco has been this week, I think everyone wants to see Serena Williams take on the new guard on her home soil. Like, that would be a blockbuster final. I know for a fact that the Rogers are the broadcaster here, um, and the title sponsor, obviously, as well as Tennis Canada, would just love that for tomorrow's final. It would bring huge amounts of eyes to uh, an interest to the to the Rogers Cup. I would love to see it, too. Um, we were talking a little bit you know, before we got on the show here about Andreescu and kind of her behavior on court, and I was thinking about her, and you know, she's one of the most expressive players, and the only one I can think that's maybe more expressive is her than Serena. I think it'll be really interesting to watch two players that are that... Um, you know, emotive on court, that evocative in their actions. And I think it's just going to be, you know, not only a high level of tennis. And although Andreescu is fatigued, I think Serena will be a little fatigued. This is one of her first tournaments. She's made it all the way through the mm-hmm. week. Do you think if either one of these players, do you think either of these players play next week in Cincinnati? You know, we're going to jump into that in a minute, but I know that it's tough coming off this long week and jumping right back into another tournament. Um, do you think either of these look at maybe a withdrawal next week? They both should. Yeah. Um, like, you know, they both need two weeks uh, or, as, or as much time as possible before the U.S. Open gets going, um, for sure. I don't know if they will, but I would, I would, if I was their coach, I'd be advising them to, to withdraw from Cincy. Yeah, I think that's one of the important things to keep in mind, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But anything else on Toronto uh, before we move on to next week? Nope. No, I'm good with Toronto. Yeah, just flip, that's right. I keep saying the T. I'm sorry. I'm just Toronto is the number one way to give Toronto. yourself away as a tourist here. Toronto. 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 I'll try my best. <laughs> Cincinnati. Now I, we move from a city that I can't pronounce to a city that I can't spell. Um, I just uh, it's, I don't know about you. Do you know how to spell Cincinnati? Yeah, C I N C I N N A N N A T I. I I put extra N's, extra T's in there. Anyway, past champions here. We got Kiki Burton's the defending champion last year. Beat Simona Halep. Uh, Garbina Muguruza beat Halep the year before. Carolina Pliskova beat Kerber the year before that. And Halep finished second again in 2015 to Serena Williams. Um, a lot of really big names here. As I go to look back... Um, big service too, in there. Yeah, Burtons, Muguruza, Halep, Kerber, Serena Williams, Victoria Azarenka. Yeah. Um, just some really, really big names and a lot of big servers. So something to keep in mind. Let's start in the top quarter. We'll go quarter by quarter since we've got 64 players this week. Ashley Barty's the one seed again with a bye. Sharapova, Allison Risk, Caroline Garcia, Annette Contivate, Angelique Kerber, Sabalenka, Petra Martic, Maria Sakari, Camilla Georgie, and Petra Kvitova round out the first quarter and a few other names I skipped over. 
Um, and actually, even before we get into that, I was thinking about this this week. Are these 64-player fields actually better than some of the slams? Because when you get down to 64 players, this is something Spread and I talked about last week, there was not one single first-round match that was bad. They were all great. Um, just a ton of talent. So do you like maybe these 64 events instead of the 128 since the first round is so incredible? You know what I love? I love the Indian Wells format now. The, I think it's 96. Yeah, um, with every like single by those ones I like, but yeah, I do like the quality of these. I do like the slams being stretched over two weeks, though, so it really doesn't force anyone to play five and five or five and six days. Um, if you're not a seed, and I think that can kind of take away from the 64 player fields. So I really like the 96 player fields where a lot of the first round matchups are great. Every seed gets a buy, and it's stretched over two weeks to kind of ensure the the the, the best quality. Um, in, in your outcomes, and I think that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do see the appeal to the Toronto-Cincinnati uh, kind of combo. Well, who do you think takes the first quarter here? We've got Barty. I'd be curious to see if Kavitova shows up. Sabalika showed a little bit of form last week. Um, what are you thinking here? Any outright value? Who wins it? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, I've got four outrights this week. and That's a lot th- for you. That is a lot for me, and every one of them is 20 to 1 or better in price except for one. Uh, Kvitova is the uh, the twenty to one here. Um, I'm using bet three six five. I couldn't find anything on uh, on Unibet just yet for the women. So yeah, I'll be on Petra Kvitova for sure. I think um, you know the serve will pl- should play well here. Uh, she has that like that. She, these are really really quick hard courts compared to most of the tour. Um, so for me, you know, if you don't have a serve. I'm, I'm, and the ability to hit hard, I'm probably not going to be placing it out right on you. Um, the only one who doesn't have kind of the ability to hit in the top four or five numbers is Halep, who has previous success here. So you can see why she's at six to one. I won't be placing money on Simona Halep, um, despite the, the track record here. I just, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with my big servers and uh, and let those go. Yeah, I like that. I, th- I think this is. This quarter at first, when you look at it, there's a lot of big names here, but most of them sit in the top half of the quarter. I was looking at another name, and I'll give you one guess. What's the other name I was looking in the bottom half of the first quarter here? She's uh, a little better than 20 to 1. Uh, Arena Sabalenka? It has to be. Arena the Amazonian <laughs> warrior Sabalenka has a dream of a draw here. Um, you know, Petra Martic is a very good player, but if Sabalenka is at her best, she should be able to blow her off the court. Then she gets Kuzmova or Zhang. Um, we'll get into the first round matches there. I actually have Zhang in my bracket right now, but neither, neither really is, should be a problem for Sabalenka. And then I'm curious to hear you pick Kvitova. I assume that on bet 365, they don't ret- return your bet if she doesn't actually play the first round match. I'm curious to see if she actually shows up. It's been a long time since we've seen her play. They'll refund it. She made the fourth round at Wimbledon. Um, lost okay, so in three sets refund. to Conta. They refund if if the player withdraws before the tournament. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, if if I could get that that um, if I could get that kind of rules, I don't think that any of the books I have access to do that. I'm going to double check. But you know, if they return that bet at twenty to one, I love that. Um, I thought all outrights were were returned if if the player doesn't run. Nah, unfortunately, not south of your border. Ah, oh, well, see if if she plays a point. And then withdraws, it's gone. Right, right. It has to be before the tournament. It can't be in the middle of a tournament. Um, she she withdraws and gives a walk over. The money's gone. But um, yeah, twenty to one. I, I I don't see any problem with uh, 
with that price at all. Um, it is a tough quarter. You know, you got Barty in there. You got Sharapova, who looked really good in her match against Contivate. You've got Contivate, who looked good this week. You've got Kerber, who's got past success, Sabalenka. So with all the names, I think you do get um, some value here. The one thing is, first off, her first round opponent, or first round opponent, is a buy, and I think that's huge. It is. Um, for a twenty to one price, you're getting a free round. Um, that is key to me. Second, I don't know if Sakri has enough. Uh, to get through Kvitova, and I'm certainly not afraid of Camilla Georgie, who is a lot more erratic, and Kvitova can serve and hit just as hard as her. So I, I really do like her path to um, at least the third round, um, where you could get that big matchup between uh, the Belarusian and the and the Czech there uh, with Sabalenka, Pliskova. But really, the only person that scares me in the quarter is Barty. And then in the second quarter, which is in the same half, so it's also relevant to the pick... I don't think much of anyone in there except for Pliskova um, to get by Kvitova. So I, I really do think you're going to see kind of like a, a 3v6, two seeds in the uh, in the semis. And um, I'm glad to be on one of them at 20-1. Uh, to 1. Yeah, I love that price at 20-1, to 1, especially with your money back if she doesn't enter. If I knew you know she was definitely going to play, I'd be on that too. But I'm going to take some Sabalenka at 25-1. to 1. I know that she's showing up this week, and I think she's going to play her best. But, you know, kind of the same thought. You look at that draw, that bottom half of that first quarter is really nice. And then you get Barty, which, you know, Barty's really, really good, and maybe Kerber's in that spot as well. But a big hitter should be able to control that match and take the W. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, Barty's got the serve, one of the biggest serves, uh, best serves, and ace numbers on tour. Um, but I think in the in the actual rallies, I think that I should be able to, uh, to pull ahead there. So I'll be, I'll be on Petra in that quarter. All right, let's jump into the second quarter. I have one out right here at some pretty big numbers, but I'm curious to see what you have. We've got Pliskova, we've got Andreescu, maybe, um, Kanta, Sevastova, Kuznetsova, Yastremska, Wozniacki, spreads favorite Ostapenko, and Sloan Stevens. My guess is you've got a bunch of money on Sloan Stevens? <laughs> if it ain't a slam, I'm not putting a dollar on Sloan, even in individual match markets. <laughs> So what do you think? Who takes this second quarter, and was any of your outrights in here? Yeah, just just the one twelve to one on Pliskova. I think um, the kind of surface is is going to play for her. Um, it's chalky, but I mean, I'm over ten to one with a huge server in a in a quarter that I really don't think she's going to have a problem with. Bianca Andreescu is going to be coming from the final in Toronto, emotional high. She played uh, a ton of three setters this week, and even her two set match today went over the two hour mark. Um, if not, you get a lucky loser there. That doesn't scare me. Sorenko won't scare me on a quick court. Nope. Um, and then you get down to, like, para, qualifier, qualifier, Conta. If Joe Conta's upset there, holy cow. Like, even if she's not, I mean, I, I don't think anything scares Pliskova there. Savastova and Kuznetsova, again, um, not probably not their, their optimal service. Wozniacki, deep in tournaments, doesn't scare me. Ostapenko, lol. Um, Putin, Putin Seva, <laughs> lol. Uh, Putin Seva could probably trouble her. I think she beat her this year, or was very, very close to beating her because she can move her around. Um, but Sloane Stevens, I mean, outside of a slam, uh, no. I mean, you take a look at this quarter, and it's this is hers to lose. And coupling nicely with Kvitova, if I can get a twelve to one v twenty to one in the semis, as I'm hoping and I'm I'm thinking that's how it's going to play out, I'm laughing. 
I like that. That's a pretty good look. I do have one player in here at 50 to 1, Diana Yastremska. I love her performances yeah. on hard courts. You look at her season, her whole break it is well over 110. I think it's like even in the 115 range without double checking. I think she, you know, Wozniacki in the first round. She's got all the skills that you would need to beat her. Then she's looking at Sevastova Kuznetsova. I'm not really worried there. And I actually think Putin yeah. Seva or Ostapenko. I think Putin Seva wins two matches. I think that she's steady enough to overcome Ostapenko unless Penko's redlining. And then Sloane Stevens, the last player on earth she wants to play is somebody like Putin Seva who's going to make right. her grind and, and try to win the match. But And I, and Poots won't be scared of the lack of pace coming from Stevens either. No, not at on all. On the ground, on the groundies. So um, I, that's the, if you notice, it's the one name I skipped over when I was trashing this quarter. <laughs> was Dianius Tremsa because she is the other, the only other person in this quarter that I that I took a second look at. Yeah, at fifty to one, I, I look at this, the bottom half of this quarter. I think she's a pretty easy draw to the quarterfinals, and then she gets Pliskova. And, you know, Pliskova will be favored in that match, but Tremsa has a chance. I mean, Pliskova doesn't really like a returner that's going to press her and challenge her. Um, she's had a lot of struggles with players like that in the past, yeah. so I think she definitely has a chance in that match. So at fifty to one, I'll give that a roll. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that thought process, like the, that handicap at all. All right, third quarter. My very favorite, Kiki <laughs> Burton's. Jorge's very favorite, Venus Williams. Katarina okay. Siniakova, Donna Vekic, Victoria Azarenka, Belinda Bencic, Madison Keys, Garbina, Muguruza, Amanda Anasimova. Um, and Simona Halep, amongst others, another really loaded quarter. Who do yeah. you see coming out of this mess, and, and do you see any value? I'm struggling. This is, this is oh yeah, <laughs> I see three players that I, uh, I'm going to be like sprinkling this. on in the quarter. Go for it. Um, Belinda Benchich at 28-1, to 1. huge number for Belinda. Ugh, I had her last week. Uh, Anisimova, 33-1 to 1 with that serve. Uh, huge number there, and for me, Donovekic at sixty-six to one. Another huge number. All players that should be comfortable on a fast surface, whose serves will play up even more. Like they've all got good serves. Vekic and Anisimova probably two of the the best serves on tour, um, along with you know the likes of um, Serena, obviously Ash Barty, Karolina Pliskova. Except these numbers are, are just they're all too much for me not to take. I can make a case for each of them winning. And the loaded quarter, as much as it can hurt you, you know, defending champ, three-time finalist um, kind of deal. And then you've got, you know, wild cards like Keys and Muguruza. One of them's guaranteed to play Anisimova if Anisimova beats Kasekina. Um, that that could be a tough kind of uh, match if they're on. So you know what I mean? There's a lot of ifs in here. And uh, I think it's helped the prices a lot. And I have no problem sprinkling a tiny amount of money on three different uh, three different players in one quarter. If I can get one of them through to the semis, you know, I've got at least a twenty-eight to one, if not thirty-three or sixty-six to one, in the semifinals. I'm, I'm I really like this quarter, actually. You know, you're right. I, I missed it. I'm looking at my bracket here. I've got Benjins and Anasimova in the final, so I'm going to steal those two picks. The one I'll poke a little hole in is Vekic at sixty to one. I think that her first two matches are brutal. Siniakova is actually 3-0 against her head-to-head lifetime, and I know yeah. you hate that, but it's once a year for the last three years, and the matches really haven't looked to be close. Um, and then she has to beat Bencic, um, and then if she does, she probably has Kiki Burton's. That just... I struggle to see how Vekic is going to be able to be the best player in those three matches. She's, she's one of my very favorite players, but also one of the most disappointing players. I struggle with the fact that she hasn't in the past been able to get really past the semifinals or, you know, in, in a really big match. In fact, I 
have to go back and double check, but I can't remember the last time she even made a quarterfinal in a really big tournament. So, uh, you know, 60 to, 60 to 1, I know that that's a nice number, but I, I'm struggling with her draw. But I really like those Benchich and Anasimova picks. Yeah, see, that's the other thing, too, is that it really annoys me. When you get three players in a quarter, you know, you know at least two of them are losing. It sucks that you lose one of them, bef- you know, by the second round, most likely, if they both get through. Um, and then the, the Kiki Bertons in the third round is kind of... You know, if you want to poke holes in, in, the, in the handicaps, that's exactly why the right. numbers are so elevated. But uh, Anisimova being down in the lower half there, uh, I think she can really push Simona Halep. I think she gets through Keys or Muguruza. She's steadier than both of those players. Um, and then it would be Halep. Like, the, the third-round matches here are why everyone's numbers are so high. The quality of mm-hmm. the quarter and the fact that Bertens and Halep, you know, there are great players who, you know, two top fives who have, both gone really far at Cincinnati before, so you know you got to get by one of them um, or both of them uh, to get through the quarter. So it's uh, it, I, I'd like to see Kiki Burton's loss to guess who Venus Williams. Like I I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to be cheering for Venus, but like if Venus could be somehow some way beat Kiki Burton's. Holy cow! Does that Benchich Vekic? Um, if they both get through, whoever plays Venus is like, that's a fourth round. I'll slot one of them into the fourth round easily. Venus is not beating either of those women. So, you know, for, for two or three days, I'll be a Venus Williams fan. Well, it's, you know, you're really doing a good job of circling, I think, one of the most important uh, points in terms of handicapping outrights. One of the best things you can do to start, go through the whole tournament and cross off some names. And I yeah. think that this is a great quarter for crossing off names. You get to cross off Halep, retired in her last match, not really sure what to do with her, and the price is ridiculous. You get to cross yeah. off Madison Keys because who knows what the heck she's even going to do. And then Kiki Burton's should be a really good player, has been all over the board the last couple months, and again, the price is ridiculous. So you get to cross those three off, which, you know, as you were kind of talking about, really opens things up, and I, I like, I love the draw for Benchich and, and Anna Samova. I mean, Anna Samova's a dream. Kasakina, she should blow through. You're yeah. right, Keys and, and Muguruza, you're dead on there. She's too consistent to lose to either one of them. And then who knows if Halep's even there. I could actually see Alexandrova being in that spot. Benjamin's a little tougher, you know, as a rank of first round. Then Sinyakova, Vekic, then Burton's, and then Anna Samova even. I mean, that's that's a murderer's row of a draw. But both have pretty good spots. If they play their best tennis, they should be in the quarterfinal. Yeah, I think that uh, Vika is um, just overrated these days now. I, I don't see a ton in her game I really like. Uh, I don't see the point construction being that great either, so I, I, I like to try and oppose her wherever I can um, just because the prices are always going to be um, very nice uh, on the other side of her. And I would love I would love if CSN or Alexandrova took out Halep and Venus Williams took out Barrett. And now I'm sitting here with you know a couple tickets that I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, starting to have more belief in. It's just the numbers, it's just too much for me to pass on with... You know, Donna Vekic being at 66 to 1 on a fast hard court. Like, give me give me four matches of, of you know, that first serve being locked in. And, I mean, she can she can go as far as that serve will take her. It's one of the best out there. So, uh, for me, it's, it's just a principal play. Um, but, yeah, I think Anisimova at 33 to 1 is a, is a huge mistake uh, from bet 365. Let's jump into the fourth quarter where yet another random draw somehow puts Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka in the same quarter, but we'll skip that. Um, Alina Svitolina, Elise Mertens, Sophia Kennan, possibly, Julia Gorgeous, Serena Williams, uh, Wang Xiang, 
Suwei Shea, uh, Alexandra Sastovich, and Naomi Osaka. A whole bunch of qualifiers down in here. Um, what are your thoughts in the fourth quarter? How much money are you going to be betting on Svitolina? Oh, gosh, I got nothing in here. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to put it into words. Something about this quarter I just don't like the looks of. Um, Naomi Osaka, when's the last time she won a tournament? Um, was it with Sasha? Has she won one since that I'm missing here? You know, I'll I, need to pull that up. I think she did get one. I feel like I'm missing one, yeah. Um, she got to the Madrid quarters. No, I, I, haven't, I don't see anything in here. She hasn't won a tournament all year since the Aussie. Um, you have to go back right to her last, the last tournament she won, right, was the Aussie. And I think you're right. She did so. That was her last tournament with Sashi, right? I believe so, yeah. So it's Hasn't even made a final since then. Right. And so I, I, I'm, I'm weary of, you know, spending money on her, especially when she's usually, you know, one of the top favorites on the board. Uh, Alina Svetolina, I just, I think, I don't think she has the game to uh, really uh, succeed in um, Cincinnati, like court-wise, court-pace-wise. I don't think this is going to be uh, very favorable to her. You know, last year she made the quarters, though, which was nice. Um, And her her big year in 2017, where she went 26-7 and on... uh, on hard courts, she lost in the uh, third round there. Um, but she does well in Toronto, Montreal a lot too. So that fatigue angle won't be there this this season. So it's it's you know you kind of got to put it into context. But um, you know I don't think she even she lost her first match there in 2016. It's not exactly a a place Vitalina does particularly well. So um, the two buys here I've instantly crossed off. Uh, Mertens. I'm not huge on. I don't. I just don't know how big her game is. I could see Gerges beating Kennan. I could see Kennan beating Gerges. I could see McNally upsetting Mertens. I don't think Serena plays here. Um, you know, Kyung Wong and Sue Shea. You know, Kyung outside of a lot of Asian late season tournaments isn't someone that you know does particularly well. I just there isn't anyone here, and there's so many qualifiers that you get a lot of unknowns in there as well. Um, players who don't have prices yet because. Qualifying is done tomorrow. We're, we're doing this on uh, recording this on Saturday. So I, I'm just not huge on this quarter. I think I'm going to pass on it. I've got a ton of outrights, more than normal anyway, um, in the other quarters. So I'll leave it. There was two names I had circled here, really big odds. I think that I have to stay away from the bottom half because we've got Osaka there. And frankly, I don't like any other names. You're right. Wang Jiang is not. This is not a tournament she wins. This is not a tournament Shea wins. We don't have odds for any qualifiers. And we'll go through those real quick at the end to see if there's any we like if they do pop. But there were two big numbers in the top half this quarter. Gorgeous is 66 to 1. And Mm -hmm. Kat McNally is 300 to 1. Um I need to go back and do a little more research, watch the McNally matches, but you know, based on the little bit I've seen of her this year, I think she has the game if she's playing well to beat Mertens, to beat Svitolina, and then beat whoever's there. I think Serena doesn't show up this week. Maybe Kennan's there, but I like Gorgeous in that spot. But I think it, you know, again, McNally three hundred to one, Gorgeous at sixty six to one. I have a pretty decent shot of getting one of those two into the quarterfinals. Do you hate either one of those? No, uh, I don't. I did say I mentioned I could see Katie. Uh, beating Elise, I could absolutely see her dictating play against Vitalina. Um, Kennan's off a long week. Serena's off a long week. So you got fatigue faders there. There's a qualifier. Um, exactly. And you know what? Get the, get these in now uh, because by the time she announces tomorrow, if she wins tonight, announces tomorrow she's not coming to Cincinnati, um, then these prices all drop, right? She's the reason why everyone in this top half of the quarter have their prices inflated. 
So if you don't get those in now, you're going to lose a ton of value if Serena does elect not to come. And even if she does come, it's a fatigue fade there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think Gurgis, again, you're fatigue fading. Kennen fatigue fading. Serena, who may not show up, uh, and she's got the serve to get through Svitolina. You, you, you found the two players here with big numbers that you could conceivably see uh, cranking out a, a third or fourth round appearance. And then it's, you know, then you're a few matches away from... Um, you know, really, really finding a way to extract some uh, value out of that uh, that ticket. It's like Bruno Caboclo. You're just two years away from being two years away. <laughs> All right, well, just to recap here a little bit before we talk about the qualifiers quickly, I'm going to tweet out my final picks, but at this point I'm looking at Sabalenka, 25-1, to 1, Yastremska, 50-1. to 1. I like your Anna Samova there at 33-1. to 1. I'm going to steal that. Katie McNally at 300 to 1 and Gorgeous at 66 to 1. I'll tweet out the exact units there, but you said you had four. What were those? Um, I've got, I'll go from lowest odds to highest. So Karolina Pliskova 12 to 1. Uh, then I've got Petra Kvitova 20 to 1. Um, I miscounted, I have five actually. Belinda Bencic 28 to 1. Amanda Nisimova 33 to 1. And Donna Vekic at 66 to 1. None of these are going to be particularly big. Um, or bigger than a quarter unit. Uh, it's just, it's the pricing that I find to be off. So um, Kushka would probably be the biggest one there, just because I love the second quarter for her. And getting it at over 10 to 1 is phenomenal. Yeah. So looking at the qualifiers, you know, we're still in the middle of the qualifying draw, but just some names. Uh, we got Stritzova, possibly, maybe Peterson, possibly Pliskova the lesser here, Lauren Davis maybe, uh, Puig, Kudermatova's playing tomorrow. I saw you pick Kudermatova. I like her too, but either one of them would be interesting. Pegula, I'm going to love her over Diaz tomorrow. Jennifer Brady probably, I'm thinking, gets through her qualifying draw. Schweitek, uh, and Wang, or Coco Vandeweghe even maybe. Um, yeah. Owns Jabor probably beats Pekovic tomorrow, don't you think? I think it, it'll be close. Um, I, I think the price in there seems about right. Uh, I think that uh, a player who could really do some damage that you mentioned, Jennifer Brady, uh, with yes. her serve, if she can get through Coco, if Coco is starting to feel healthy. Amazing to see uh, Kiki Ledenovic out already. First round qualies. She's uh, taken quite the fall there. But um, yeah, I think, you know, Astra Sharma is another one. Really watch her, the young Aussie uh, who played NCAA tennis. That could be one to keep an eye on. Uh, I was worried about her today against Golubic just because that's a tough style yep. um, to play against. But she she could do some damage. Um, and by that, I mean, like, win a first-round match or two, um, you know, after two qualies matches would be an impressive run for her uh, at this tournament. So there's a few names in here that are interesting. Puig, of course, on her day can, you know, ball bash past just about anyone. <laughs> what a backhanded you know. compliment. Yeah, no, well, I wasn't even meaning that to be a backhanded compliment. It was just meant to be an insult. I can't stand her and Camilla Georgie. I hate watching them play. And you can't bet on their matches because you just never know. Um, maybe over two and a half sets is something to look at with those two. They redline a set, they suck a set, and boom, your bet's in. Um, but yeah, and you know I love Veronica Kudermatova. Uh, I've counted up in, in my Telegram and VIP page there. I think we've got through outrights and individual match bets and um, you know sometimes splitting bets with the ML and then adding a spread as well to like an alt spread to get even more value. I think I've had 17 or 18 wagers on her this season already. I absolutely love the fact that books continue to insult her with the pricing. Yeah, the names I had circled, you hit Brady... You hit Kuda Matova if she's able to beat Puig, even Puig. Sharma, I think, is a solid look. Yeah, whoever wins that match, yeah. yeah. The, the, one, the one I would add is Pagula. I think that 
she takes care of Dias tomorrow, and she's going to be really nice in these hard courts. I'm actually going to be, I think, betting her a lot for the next couple weeks. I think that's just a player that I, I know you love um, Pagula as like a, in terms of her value most of the time. So yep. I'm just not on the same level with you there. Um, but she is fun to watch. I will say that. So It just takes time. It just takes time. Yeah. All right, let's go through some first-round matches here. Um, actually, I'm just pulling it up here. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see any odds on Bet365. Do you have first-round odds anywhere? Yeah, hit Odds Portal. Just go to Odds Portal. Yep, that's perfect. I'm going to pull that up just real quick. Um, excuse us for this slight delay. Um, well, odds Portal's great. I don't know why I don't use this more often. Uh, yeah, it's my go-to because it has all my books. Instead of having to go open my f- four different tabs for my books i can you know see which one has the best odds here um it's like a free plug i guess for, for odds portal <laughs> but i just open up the match see who has the best odds go to that book and bet it um as opposed to freaking combing through all four books looking at every match and comparing prices because that also takes time and with pinnacle openers the prices can move quickly so it's nice to have Odds portal open, just refresh it when they add a match, instantly check it, and I can get the opener uh, fairly quickly, which is nice. All right, I've got everything up here. Let's start with Alexandrova CSN. I'm seeing Alexandrova minus 132 CSN plus 108. That looks like a cheap price on Alexandrova. What do you think? I'm not sold on that. I think that she should be favored just with the court speed and you know the week she, she had this week in Toronto. She actually looked pretty decent. Uh, she's definitely the bigger hitter. So she should dictate a lot of points. I'm not sold um, that, you know, she's she's going to win this, though. CSN can be so tough. Yeah, maybe I'll look at it over here. It's, I like Alexandrova a lot in this spot. Again, really great numbers on hards. And like you said, this court plays to more to the power players. And I think that she has a big serve, but tends to be one of the smarter players with a big serve. So I think she'll be able to handle some of CSN's junk. Yeah, I, I mean, I can... I, I get it. I can see why, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just I'm not I'm not convinced enough to lay a bet on it. Anna Samova minus one seventy five against Kasatkina plus one forty two. Anna Samova probably a safe parlay piece, but I'm going to wait around before I do anything with her. How about you? Oh, I'm on the spread. I think you have to be. What do you got? Is it minus three games? Minus. Uh, I was games? at. I got it at two and a half. Okay. Um, the line has moved from one point six six on the ML to one point five seven. Okay. Um, so I think you've also seen a shift by about a half game uh, on the spread. So uh, probably yeah, minus I, three at this point. I saw one point sixty six, and I thought, you know what? If if that's the if those are the odds, they're not going to be sticking around for long. And I was right; it's down to one point five nine now, mm-hmm. and I can see that tumbling all the way to minus two hundred, mm-hmm. uh, the one point five mark. She should be a big favorite here. I'm surprised that uh, that Dari is you know you know hanging around on the <laughs> in the market here. I'm surprised betters haven't. I hammered that number for another eight or nine cents. As a Ranka, minus one twenty Benchich plus one hundred. I like the dog here. What do you think? Uh, agreed. Again, I, I mentioned earlier. I love to fade uh, Vika when I have the chance, and uh, I think you can get plus one hundred one uh, for those who have one X bet. Even though you know there's been some stories from the past, I think ages ago, where people have struggled with you know getting their cash out of there. But if you do have it and they have paid you paid out um plus 110 at 1x bet uh is is a nice number here yeah i love that i think the wrong woman's favorite in this match 
Agreed. Yep. Cannon, gorgeous. Cannon, minus 180 at this point. Gorgeous, plus 150. Um, I like gorgeous at that price, you know, mostly because I don't think Cannon probably even makes it to this match. Um, well, I don't know. I guess she has the extra day to make it down there. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely taking it over here. If I get a shot at 21, what do you think? Yeah, I don't hate the overlook. I, God, I want to bet uh, Gregus in this match so badly. But Cannon doesn't strike me as a player who, who would be susceptible to a fatigue fade early on. So even though I'm getting the right player to do it with, I think I'm going to wait till maybe if she gets to a second or third match and I can get a nice price on someone, that'll hit the fatigue fade. But she doesn't strike me as someone who's going to struggle in her, in her first match. She seems pretty energetic and, and she's fairly young, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on this one. Yeah, the gorgeous outright might be enough for me. Keys Muguruza, Keys minus 180, Muguruza plus 150. Um, for the betterment of my own life and heart, I do not bet matches with Garbina Muguruza, but what do you think? I think you're nuts to bet this match. How on earth do you handicap who's who's playing? Are you getting the Madison Keys that can really serve, hit, and on, she's on a fast surface? Are you getting the Madison Keys of the last little while where she's just no-showed and ghosted for certain sets? Same thing on the other side. What Muguruza are you going to be getting? Uh, I don't see how you, can, how you can rationalize betting on this match Um Unless it's just you want to take the dog, because it's almost plus one fifty, and they are they both, you know, I mean, Muguruza is very very talented to be plus one fifty five, uh, or sorry, plus one forty eight to anyone. So, um, I guess I can see that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to bet it. Like, you know. No, I think if you bet this match, you uh, you may need to talk to some people about your gambling problem. <laughs> Contivate plus one forty against Kerber minus one seventy. Um, as crazy as this as this may sound, I, I lean towards the dog here. This is another great overspot as far as I'm concerned. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, she's gonna her serve's gonna get her a, a few games. Um, I loved the description uh, during one of her matches this week from the commentary crew on WTA TV that she's really hard to to describe her style. She's not a huge server, but she's got a good serve. She's not a huge power player, but she hits the ball really well. She's not a pusher, but she plays you know, defensive tennis fairly well. Um, she just does everything well. And I think that that's a good good spot to be in for uh, an overbet just because when you're taking on a really, really great player, you know, when you're steady and you can do everything well, you're, you're going to get your fair share of games anyway. Um, and I think that for me, it's either the dog or pass here. I think she played the match of the week in Toronto um, against Maria Sharapova. That was one of the matches of the year. It was absolutely incredible, that third set in particular. It was. It was a lot of fun. She had a, actually a pretty solid week, I thought. Kuzmova, mm-hmm. a small dog to Zhang Shai Shai. Uh, Kuzmova plus 105. Uh, Zhang here minus 125. I'm a little surprised. I kind of thought Zhang would be the dog here, but I like Kuzmova at that price. What do you think? Uh, I think I, I'd agree with your earlier assessment that Zhang probably wins. Um, I'm also in agreement that I would have rather her be. I would rather her be a dog to take her. Uh, I don't like betting her as a favorite. No. Elise Mertens minus two forty against Cat McNally. McNally plus one ninety. I'm seeing. Um, you know, I think I already talked about the outright there at three hundred to one. I think I'm going to sprinkle some money line here. I think that she has the power to kind of dictate what happens in this match, and Mertens might possibly continue what's been a disappointing season. I think. Yeah, well, it certainly has been the season where she, I think, racked up a ton of points at smaller and titles at smaller events. Um, she hasn't looked nearly as good. This is Katie McNally's hometown tournament too. She's from Cincinnati. Oh, uh, yeah. So 
you know the crowd is going to be Let's with her. You it. know they're probably going to put her in, a, in an evening session match on one of the, oh, yeah. the bigger courts. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think McNally. you can... McNally, 2-0. Yeah. I'm even going to sprinkle on that. I don't know what the, the, the odds are there, but... Oh, God. That, that's starting to look really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I can I can definitely understand the justification there for for a bet on on Katie for sure. Ostapenko a small dog to Putin Seva plus one hundred five minus one thirty for Poots. That sounds just about fine. This is another match where I'm not really sure that anyone should be betting on it. Betting it, yeah. Anybody could win. It could go over. We could see a three set under. Anything is possible. Yeah, these two are very very very. Uh, it'll be fun to watch though. Oh, it'll like be you're great. gonna have. Two of the like firecrackers on tour playing each other. This is this has the possibility for some top level memes and or gifs. Yeah. Sabalenka minus one seventy five against Martich plus one forty five. Love the over here. I don't care if it's twenty one, twenty two. They could hang a twenty three, and I think about it. What do you think? Two big serves. I don't. I don't hate that either. Zachary minus one twenty eight against Georgie plus one oh six. I was kind of hoping for a better price on Georgie. I don't love Zachary on hard courts. What do you think? Um, I think an over here is going to happen to George. will throw us out away and then, you know, could serve her way to uh, 11 or 12 total games in um, in terms of her personal player total. And I think she can keep it close. Uh, it's, either gonna, it's either going three sets or I think she can keep it close. I don't think she's going to lose handily on uh, quicker hard courts to Marina Sakari. This would be a spot where I'd go over two and a half sets instead of the over because if George right. loses in two, it's usually fast. Yeah, that's true, too. Sevastova, Kuznetsova, Sevastova minus 165, Kuznetsova plus 135. Unfortunately, this match will not be played on clay. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I don't think, as I mentioned in the outright uh, preview when I was going down the the quarters, uh, the quarter they're in, th- this is just not the preferred surface of either. Uh, Kuznetsova has probably got as much, you know, the, the, she's more well-rounded, um, but she's still not a, a huge hitter, and I just I don't know... Who comes out of this one? I'm going to pass on this one too. Sharapova minus 137 against Risk plus 116. Kind of like Risk here. This is maybe another overspot, but it's tough. You know, Sharapova's just really started playing tennis again. We know Risk is coming off a decent showing last week, but, you know, really coming off that high from Wimbledon. But maybe lean the dog here and, and I'll look at some overs. Uh, I go the other way. I am big on Maria here. Really? Yes, I love Maria Sharapova in this spot. Um, she looked phenomenal in that loss to Annette Contivate. Uh You know, it, that that was just that was the match of the week for me, and I think Contivate played out of her mind. I, I don't know what more you could ask for um, from Sharapova other than that, you know, final set W. I think the faster courts here will play to her. Um, the serve will play up. She Because she looked good, I don't have as many concerns with her just coming back uh, because she did look good here in Toronto, so... Um, yeah, I think anything right down to like 1.61 uh, is value on Sharapova. I got her at okay. 1.74. I think you can justify playing her at 1.65. Um, I didn't play the spread. I hate that much juice, like a minus 135 bet. Yeah. But the spread, I couldn't justify it. I was only getting, I was getting under three cents per half game all the way up to two games. So, I mean, you generally want seven or eight cents per half game, right? So it's... Uh, that the spread didn't make any sense, so I just had the the money line showed way more value. So um, I'm on the money line here. Now, I know you and I go back and forth since a little bit. In general, when the spread is less than three games, I just suck it up and take the juice on the money line. 
there's nothing worse than having a you know a carb there in the middle set and losing the spread <laughs> when they win in three. Siniakova plus 163 against Vekic minus 200. I hinted at this a little bit at the beginning. You know, Siniakova 3-0 lifetime against Vekic, and you know, Siniakova is a dog at this price. I'm more than willing to step up to the plate and take a swing. Um, I think she has a, a chance to win this. I'm surprised that Vekic is such a big favorite. But you're all about Vekic this week. So does this price make sense to you? Yep, this is probably where I'd have it lined. Um, you know, this just comes down to a simple difference on head-to-head. You know how much I, I, I despise the previous meetings um, in handicaps. I know some people you, you do it, and they use it effectively. So I, it's just, I think it's a preference thing for me. Uh, it's not part of, it's almost never part of my handicap. In 95% of my bets, it's not. Uh, it, it has to be, you know, 13 to 2. It has to be complete ownage um, on the head-to-head for the career, and um, I guess if you said that, you know they they weren't really that close these matches, um, so I guess maybe you know you could see you could use that as you're interpreting that she owns her, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not fond of it, so it makes sense to me. You know, this is, um, as we talked, a good spot for probably over two and a half sets. But I guess when I think about it, I, the few matches I've seen from Vekic this year, she doesn't seem to ever dictate what's happening. And I think that when you're playing tennis, regardless of how talented you are, at certain points you need to step forward and, and kind of dictate how points go. So I'll be curious to see that match. What do you think of that criticism? I wonder, well, uh, yeah, I guess, but I don't think this is a player where that situation would, will arise all that much. Uh, in Sinyakova, like I think that'll happen with her probably against some better players um, than Sinyakova, the level of Sinyakova. So I'm I'm not too concerned there. I also wonder how healthy she was in the 2016 2017 matches. For her to lose 6 3 6 love on grass, uh, that seems like something was going on there uh, in Birmingham. And then 6 love 6 2 indoors in Moscow. I wonder about the health in both of those. St. Petersburg last year was anytime there's a three setter. Like in the head-to-head, I don't really, I don't really get pushed off um, because that that can go either way. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 the price is right. Like I'm not betting her individually here. I just like that outright price. But um, yeah, I think it seems about right. Andreescu, if she shows up, minus two thirteen against Sorenko, plus one seventy four. My guess is, as a fatigue fade, maybe I'll look at Sorenko plus one seventy four, but probably pass. Any thoughts on this match yeah. if it does happen? Those. Those thoughts. <laughs> Wong minus one ten against Shea minus one ten. Um, this could be kind of a fun slow tennis match. Um, maybe an over here, maybe not. I don't know, but I'm probably passing on this. What do you think? I think the play would be Wong, if anything, just because of the quicker courts, um, and she does seem more comfortable on those. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to play it though. But I think if you do, I would lean Wong. Yastremska, minus 102 against Wozniacki, minus 119. I'll probably just stick with my Yastremska outright, but, man, that's a nice opportunity. If that ever gets to Yastremska plus money, I'm going to bet her. What do you think? Yeah, plus 101. She was at earlier uh, at uh, 1x, and I, I decided I had that was the price that I had to uh, that I had to hit. All right, that's all the lines we've got so far. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? No, nice. felt like a quick one this week. Yeah, solid yeah. 45 minutes. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate all your support. Please follow us on Twitter, at NetworthPod. We'd love a rating, a review on whatever podcast app you're listening. And have a really, really great week. Good luck in all your wagers.